Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Beats. On today's episode, I am reminded of what an incredible gift it is to be in this industry and how incredibly blessed I am. I have incredible colleagues, mentors, practitioners, doctors, acupuncturists, naturopaths, all alike, and very supported in my industry, very supported in what we do, and very good friends and an incredible tribe. And then every so often I get introduced to a new tribe member and Diane Kayser this last year has been one of my favorite tribe members that has been, that we have communicated about and that we have brought our two communities together. And Diane Kayser is a warrior of health. She's working with women. She's all over the world. She's done summits about detoxifying your life and that's physically, emotionally, and chemical. And today, one of the many things we talk about is courage and how her definition of courage. And she gives you a real new platform to understand, to understand courage from and to help you on your path of your toxic traumatic treadmill and how to get off of it. She talks about all the great access points she has, all the incredible programs she does to detoxify. She's actually just doing a liver gallbladder flush. I know we talk about that a lot. So if you want a community to do that with Diane Kayser's community is there for you. Enjoy this segment. It honestly was, it's a little bit longer. Get your pen and paper out. She talks faster than I do. And she is chucking full of information in regards to how you can really Keep up with your body and making sure you're doing all the right things to make sure that you're eliminating the toxins, you're handling the foci, and you're doing it with courage to turn that around. She is a former incredible beauty queen and professional athlete that look like the picture of health. And you'll hear her story today that while she may look, had looked healthy, all of a sudden her body started to crash and she's going to tell you why it's an incredible journey and and there's a pinnacle point in this story and comment when you know what it is where we talk about it i want to know if you guys are getting it that's what i would really request when you listen to this today if this does resonate with you comment on what was the pinnacle point what changed her health all those years ago to go in the wrong direction really fast and then what woke her up to make her turn around and go in the other direction welcome to the beats with kelly kennedy enjoy today's show with diane kayser the warrior herself with Kelly Kennedy with one of my favorite guests and new real colleagues and friends that and in the last year um, Diane Kayser and I have come to know each other and we are truly kismet energies that are ready to help you all because we've been on our own journey you know and Diane is beautiful inside and out she was formerly a professional soccer player and I understand you were also a competitor in the beauty world yeah bikini bikinis so she's gorgeous for those that aren't seeing her she is gorgeous inside and out and what she's come to terms with is her implants were making her sick she did a huge research into all this found what doesn't work what does work and much like myself she's bringing to her community and now bringing to our community thankfully diane for joining us today what she's done, what works. She has a ton of different programs out there to help you detoxify. She's written a book, a couple books, but the most recent book, the title of your book is, show the title again. So it's a little in the center. There, Killer Breasts. Look at her. Why do we love each other? She's got bombs as breasts. I love it. Overcoming breasts. Bombs. Yes. And they are. And this is becoming more and more relevant to chronic illness cases and I just appreciate Diane so much because we have like-minded colleagues, like-minded um, people that we refer to, and we both love the lymphatics and the yes. emotional. So there's so much that we align about. Um, and Diane has a wealth of, if you go to our website, read her bio, she has been on so many different other podcasts and Twitters, and she's been on television shows. And what she has is really known as Chi, and y'all know how I love Chi, C-H-I, and it stands for Cleanse, Heal, Ignite. She's very brilliant. She has a lot of quick, easy ways for you to remember different things. And we're going to talk about a couple of them, but she gives you these really dynamic ways to make things very, um, 
applicable to our lives and easy to remember because mm -hmm. it's a lot. And I think both of us would share with you the journey to regain your health is not a slight one. It takes commitment and it takes a warrior and she is the wellness warrior. And that's what her whole program is called. And my name, actually, we talked about this the first time translates in Gaelic to warrior. Mm -hmm. And I think that we were born to be together and back again, here we are. And welcome to the beats, Diane. I'm so pleased to have you here and to tell everybody about what you do, the work you do. And so thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks, Kelly. And thanks for the authentic intro too, because I've had my, my bio read so many times where I even start to tune out. <laughs> so to, to hear how you, you know, experience yourself through me by how we relate and connect is so beautiful. And, and it just shows what you prioritize, which is we can talk all day long about science and the studies show and research says and blah, blah, blah. But like so many of these things, as we know, and we've talked about so many times are third party, they're one-sided, they're specifically designed to skew people like cattle in a, in a certain direction. Look over here, go over here. And then the truth is somewhere way over here for us to uncover and discover so that we can recover our health and, and get away from illness and into wellness. And if it doesn't apply to you, if you can't make it personal to you, it's just not going to get done. And you can, what we have, I think today is so many super smart people, but yet they're so dumb when it comes to emotional intelligence or courage. And, and, and I don't mean dumb to be offensive, but I mean it because we have all been dumbed down with the world that we're in. And so, you know, the biggest thing that we can all do to step up is to use our heart and step into courage and, and reclaim the work that we came here to do our real purpose. And that's what she is all about. That's awesome. And you have quite the community of women and men, I presume there's some men in your community as well, but I'm presuming it's mostly women who've yep. had either um, injuries from getting breast implants or yep. have gotten sick from having implants and then have to get the explants and then yep. have to deal with all of that. We've talked about scars and so forth, but how tell your story a little bit, if you would, Diane, like what brought you here? You were a professional athlete. You were obviously modeling, making money with your body. And from all seemingly, I'm sure from a distance, everybody went, well, there's the picture of health right there. Diane Kayser, yes. picture of health. How did yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So how did it change? What happened? Yeah. You, you just totally nailed it right there. And, and you know, it, it, for so many people, it, it, they look at me and, and they'll say, well, you're the picture of health. How could you ever even thought about committing suicide one day? Like you're, you're pretty, or, you know, you must've just been born that way. Or like, it's easy for you to say, and like all of these bully things and stories that, for so many years, I took them on and I thought, well, this must mean something about me that they're saying, well, you're the picture of health. But on the inside, I felt like such a fraud. I felt like such a hypocrite because I'm standing on stage at these bikini competitions with like nothing on and four inch clear heels and blinged out and fake tanned and it reeks of, you know, hormones and protein bars and spray tan and sweat. And it does not smell like health, but if you look at, you know, Instagram, this has become the template of health is to do the things that I did when I was a bikini competitor. And what I mean by the things that I did is I did steroids. I, I did the fat burners and I'm not talking about just the ones that you can get over the counter or like the many things that I did when I was in college. You know, I'm 42 now when I was 18, 19, I learned in college and many things are what kept you awake. Now I know they're amphetamines. <laughs> Oops. Um, the things that we did to keep ourselves awake just so we can get a good, you know, good grade and pass. Granted, I got, you know, great grades in college, but I wouldn't say it was attributed to the, the, the things that I used to keep me awake. Um, and I mean, I guess you would say mentally awake, but not spiritually awake. That's a whole different story or emotionally awake because we'll talk about that today too. So yeah, I did things to get up on stage to win um, that many would say, well, that's cheating, but they don't drug test you. You know, they don't drug test you to make sure that you're not doing clenbuterol, which I did. Um, they don't drug test you to see what things that you're doing to cheat, um, which I did. And this is now what has set the stage for what a woman should look like. And now women are shooting all over themselves to look like this. And it's not even 36, 24, 36, as Sir Mix-a-Lot said one day in that rap song, I like big butts, but I cannot lie. 
Now it's even thinner than that. And women are removing ribs. So what I did, of course, to look proportionate because I lost so much of my boobs. So many of my boobs were gone when I was 10% body fat up on stage, you know, as 135 pounds, I was five foot seven and I was, uh, I would say like a negative cup. I just had nipples at that point. And I, I kind of laughed about it, but then I got bullied by photographers and they said I would never make it. And in the bodybuilding industry, I would never get my pro card. I would never make it on the cover uh, of oxygen magazine. I would just never make it um, on stage and amount to anything unless I got double D's. And that's what I write about in this book. That was the beginning of the weed that got planted in my mind. And at first I was like, Hey, screw you. Like I I'm beautiful as I am. But then the other side of me, won. that was like, you know what, do what it takes to win. And the, the iron, the irony behind all of this, Kelly, is that I qualified for nationals when I was doing my, um, bikini com competing, I qualified before I got breast implants. I won uh, my very second show. I won top, uh, for the whole show and I didn't have breast implants. I wasn't cheating at that point. I was, you know, doing the things that I enjoyed doing, which was weight training, uh, cardio bursting. Um, hot yoga. I was teaching hot yoga back then too. And I just started doing the supplements and the bodybuilding diet. So I wasn't super far into it just yet, but I felt really good. Then I was more so powerlifting, I guess you would say. And I felt really good. I looked really good. The moment I got my breast implants, the moment I did clenbuterol, the moment I started doing the fat, uh, the fat drugs, the fat burning drugs and the T3 medications, um, was the moment that I actually took almost dead last in state. And that to me speaks to my soul was not aligned with what I really came here to do. And that's when my dark depression began because I was very sick. The moment I installed these breast implants, you went against your authenticity, right? You went against your knowing and, and your story is beautiful. And thank you for being so vulnerable to our audience in your book and so forth to your community as well, because these are things Diane, that people just necessarily are not talking about, about what caused them to make that shift. And we've all had, that moment in time where we decide to go against our grain, whatever that is. And now there's so much peer pressure we can talk about in today's society with what we're dealing with COVID for various reasons. There's all this peer pressure. There's peer pressure for all sorts of stuff, you know, and rather than just being your authentic self and who you are and to be pressured into being a certain way or not being a certain way, there's almost now more pressure to not be in the box than there was to be in the box. It's like we've swung the pendulum so hard that we just want to make make sure that we're authentic, but we've lost what that really means. And what that means is what you're saying. When I knew that I was good and I was even winning, but it, what creeped in wasn't your shit. It was everybody else's shit. And then your uh, ego, I will say our ego as humans, but I want to be the best, but I want to be the brightest, but I want to be on the top stage. I want to win so that I'm going to let all that stuff infiltrate me so that I can win versus perhaps she would have won it all. And, sh and perhaps and maybe that's why she's here now sharing what she's sharing, right? To teach us that you can actually follow your authenticity and you can win and you can still be the most beautiful person without the steroids and have the perfect bikini body without the steroids and be healthy too. It's just perhaps we need to change our vision of what that maybe looks like. Yep. And, and then we started talking about glasses today. Very funny. Cause we're talking about changing our vision Yes. and you're changing people's vision about beauty because I think yes. many people like come into our center like, yeah, but is it okay if I still get Botox? Mm. Well, it is, but it's the wrong premise. We're coming from what premise, you know, can you come in here if you're doing chemo and radiation to support your body? A hundred percent. You absolutely can. And at what stage or, and why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So go ahead. I, I was going to say on, on, to expand on that thought. So it's, I've had women come in and I, I work with them on the other side of explant. So, you know, first they hear about me or my book, or they hear me on a podcast like this, or they, they've seen me on, I, I a whole docu-series called dying to be beautiful on iconic, which is I C K. O N I C iconic.com. And you can watch it for free for seven days. We're on episode, I think five at the time, um, the word that we're sharing this podcast today. Um, it'll probably be to episode 10 by the end of April of 2021. So I I go into 
segments, like 10 different segments of how we got to where we are, where when I did my non-toxic beauty summit, which was attended by over 33,000 people, I discovered something that really shocked me and it hurt my heart. It hurt, I hurt me to, to the core of my existence to learn that 96% of women did not think they were beautiful. Wow. 96%. And, of women. And I see all the time people don't love themselves enough, but I did not realize yeah. that's a devastating statistic. I know. I know. And, and to me, it really, hit. what, even if only half of that was true. So I know, 50%. I know. Right. And, and I thought, well, wait a second, 96, that's, that's virtually every woman. And, and, you know, where, where's the proof for that? Right. So Kelly, let's just do a real quick role play. Kelly, you look so beautiful today. Look at your hair. You look so vibrant. You're glowing. Oh, so it's taken me, I can honestly say <laughs> 45 years. I'm 47. So only in the last two years can I take a compliment and not feel completely embarrassed and shameful and not feel like I have to give it back to you the instant you give it to me. This there is you a go. practice skill. I'm sweating in my palms. Yeah. And that's the response it that comfortable. It feels uncomfortable to have you shine your light on me for just moments. Yeah. And I, I can say I'm more comfortable with it now, but yeah, I didn't know where she was going with that, but yeah. I the second she started doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's the proof right there of how, how our central nervous system reacts to something so innocent, but yet what our ego creates as seductive, you know, it, it becomes this obligatory conditional response where like Kelly said, first, if we're going to receive a compliment, we have to believe it. Second, if we're going to receive a compliment, we have to pay it back to them. Third, if we were going to receive a compliment, we actually have to be that compliment. And so if I say to you, Kelly, you look so glowing and beautiful in this moment, be you woke up feeling like you had bags under your eyes and you're like super exhausted and you didn't sleep well and you just started your period or, you know, you've got diarrhea, <laughs> you know, you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Let me tell you about how I really feel on the inside. I must be really fooling you. And then you feel like you're a liar. So there's, there's all of these things that rise up when someone just simply pays you a compliment, which by the way, and this is what I train my clients on is, is, is we shift, we shift the mind. And when you shift your mind, if you just shift your mind, one thought that could be one miracle, one story or one belief, thought change, one small shift can change your whole reality. And that's what Kelly and I are talking about when we put these like glasses on, right? We're shifting the lenses through which we see the world. And if you can see what I'm saying here right now is Kelly, I gave you that compliment, which is my experience of you. How selfish of you to destroy my experience and of you to tell me that I'm wrong by not allowing me just to have my experience of you by telling me that I should think otherwise. No, Diane, you're wrong. I don't look beautiful. No, I, I don't look radiant and glowing. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess you trained me how to talk to you next time. I won't give you a compliment. And then what, what ends up happening to us is then we feel alone and isolated that no one thinks we're beautiful. Well, who's going to keep giving you love when you keep blocking it? This is so and, good. It, yeah. It, it's Go so ahead. true. It constantly happens, Diana. And, and like right when we saw each other instantly, I was like, oh my God, there she is. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. And it's her energy that I feel. And I don't remember, honestly, if you said anything back to me other than, hi, it's good to see you. And, and it was nice. It was a beautiful, authentic exchange. But you're right because we're skilled at it. I say this mm -hmm. to clients all the time. Oh, you look good today. You look brighter today. And they instantly try to take it away some yeah. way, somehow. And I've yes. seen it for years. And that's why I'm so conscious of it, that I make a, an example out of it as well. But you're right. And I want every woman to listen to this and share this with your friends because they do it as well. And let's, as a community, stop each other from doing this. And let's say, hey, could you just hold for a moment and really see how I see you? Yeah. Yes. And just hold the space for yourself and love yourself in the way that I love you. Because I don't know all of her stuff that she deals with emotional demons and everything else. What I do know about this woman is that she shows up every single day 
the emails that I get from her for her community to make sure that that community is on it, that they are looking at every corner, that they're looking at their beauty products, that they're looking at their food, that they're looking at their sunshine, that they're looking at their supplements. They're looking at the quality of their supplements. They're looking for what is getting them on fire. They're looking for their joy. And Diane is constantly there directing them to make sure they don't get off track and off site. But who does that for Diane? And this, and I can guarantee you, she's done a lot of work on herself for that. How do you battle that for yourself? Ooh, I'm curious. Good one. Good one. I don't want to say battle. I don't want to yeah. say battle. It was you before. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was a battle. I mean, it was a freaking battlefield. I, 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 I was, I'm not kidding. And I was not, um, I, I'm not, uh, minimizing what I said earlier when I, I was faced with wanting to kill myself. I wanted to die because I, as a young girl, I think so much of this BS Disney programming, it's not that I don't like watching Disney movies. Cause I, I used to love going to Disneyland, but the Disney programming is that a, a young girl is a princess and she finds her prince and she's nothing until she marries him. And then she gets this prince and then, then she's queen of the kingdom. But until then, you know, she's nothing. And, and, and you look at every one of these Cinderella stories, that's what every young girl wants is to meet her prince. And so for me, I had a, I had a wonderful dad, very traditional, um, and was always very emotionally present with me and was very balanced, you know, on the feminine and the masculine. So when I went out to the real world, <laughs> I started dating men at the age of 13, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, um, okay. And that was when men were also programmed too. Cause we're, we've all been so deeply entrenched in this bully world where we have to look a certain way, perform a certain way. And if we don't, then we should just, we should in some whatever way we need to contort or to conform or to constrict in order to be what we're told that we need to be. But wh where did authenticity go? So for me, years and years and years of dating men that for me, I had a story, a broken belief that I discovered through a lot of this digging that unless a man was looking at me, I didn't exist unless a man was there to actually give me a compliment that you look beautiful or good job that, you know, I, I wasn't doing a good job. So there was a part of me that was missing where I wasn't able to self parent because I didn't know how I didn't know how to say good job, Diane. I needed it from the outside world. And I, I grew a codependence that was unless someone else was telling me good job that it wasn't worth even doing the job. So codependence is something that we have all also in some way, shape or form been programmed into. So for the last five years, I've been researching deeply the ego, Carl Jung stuff primarily and, and then Freud and understanding like the, the psyches and all of the different egos. And yes, we're all quadrupolar. We have so many different personality types inside of our head, primarily mother and father, right? We get our ego parts from mother or father. Then you add siblings and you add grandparents and you add teachers, then you add um, gurus, professors, friends, partners. And I have a whole 10 P image that I've created and they're all prison bars. And by that, I mean that we've been programmed by politics and preachers and parents and all these different icons in our lives that have told us, here's how you should Anytime you hear the word should, I back off. I don't use the word should anymore in my language. So we start twisting our language and pulling out words. They're not as shameful anymore. And, and there's a lot more freedom for us to be who we want, who we came here to actually be and the work that we came here to, to deliver, to help people. But we first have to start with the, I hate this phrase right now, but the metaphorical term is to put your mask on first before you put it on anyone else, right? <laughs> Yeah, I can't say as I'm a, a fan of that saying either anymore. And my husband thought about it the other day. I was talking about podcasts and we were talking about social media. And I said something like, I just want one of my things to go viral. And he goes, could you come up with a better name than viral? I was like, you know what? You're right, babe. We're going to start calling it groundbreaking, life-altering, that podcast that changed something that went and made a wave in the masses. No, it's a big wave. It's a tidal wave. It's no longer the V word. We're not using Is the that word. just yesterday. That was just yesterday. Yeah. 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 So, you know, what you just said, we could unpack that for five hours. In all honesty, that was beautiful. And 
I, I think it's so important for people to realize, like you obviously had physical symptoms you started dealing with, right? Like you were winning, you had the explants yep. or the implants rather, but you started seeing physical symptoms. This is what led you to feel so bad to want to kill yourself. Am I correct? Yeah, there was a, there, you know, as I say always, and I mean, always, I, I use my words very intentionally. Very deliberate with her words. Yes. Very. And so this is not like the ego being dramatic. Like I used to be passive aggressive. I was the queen of it. And I used to use victim consciousness and drama to drive attention to me. I I got my ass handed to me. I had to learn that, you know, throwing a fit in a tantrum was getting me the wrong attention. So, and the reason why is that my intentions were off. So the, the attention that I got from my intentions were perfectly correlate. So then, you know, if you're a victim of it, you're never going to get out of it. But I wanted to learn how, why, you know, if you don't ask the question, why, then you can't fly. You're, you're never going to be able to fly, which is what stands for in my world. First, love yourself. You can't fly until you know your why. So like, why am I acting this way? And, and you're doing so with curiosity, the courage. Without judgment, without judgment. Yes. Curiosity without judgment is the key. Yes. It is the key. And it is what I call the self-love key that unlocks the door to the answers to what you've been looking for your entire life. If you are asking with criticism and you're that critical parent and everybody knows like there's the critical parent and there's a compassionate parent and the compassionate parent is like, great, you know, let's celebrate that you fell on your face or that you had a symptom or that you got sick. Let's celebrate that because guess what? When you get sick and you have symptoms, your body is talking to you, maybe whispering, then it turns into a, a, a stronger sentence. Then it turns into a scream. <clears throat> and what I'll say, sometimes a cough, sometimes a vomit, but what I'll say is that Western medicine is what I learned was the critical parent. Through Western medicine, I'd, I'd go in and I'd say, I've got these symptoms starting as early as 16 when I had terrible yeah. periods. And, you know, what I went through and it was birth control for years. And, you know, you probably have interviewed people on how birth control destroys the flow of your life and actually makes your body think that it's pregnant. And so therefore your hormones are all over the place. But for some women, this is what they've been taught is the only thing that they could do to get out of their personal hell. And no one can dream into a a dream if they're living a personal hell. So we've got to get out of the hell first, which is why I say it's hard to get out of our, our, mental and emotional prisons until we've actually cleared the physical and chemical traumas and stressors. So what I went through personally was years of, you know, I had Hashimoto's didn't get diagnosed before even I had breast implants. And then when I became a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, started running functional medicine labs, I self-diagnosed myself with Hashimoto's. I was like, look at all these antibodies to my thyroid. And then learned that TSH, T3, T4, those go out of range only usually after someone has antibodies. And where do the antibodies come from? They come from the stressors. They come from the toxins, the infections, the trauma, and the stress. That stands for tits in my world, which is, you know, I can't use that word out there, but toxins, infections, trauma, and stressors, whatever stressors look like. So I already had thyroid disease. I already had hormone imbalances. I already had viral infections, overgrowth from vaccines in the past. Uh, I already had genetics that did not help me code for detoxing properly. And then I did the best thing I, did, I could have done, which is to do Accutane twice. Oh, jeez. Worst okay. medication that is out there. It was, it's a chemo medication that has been used and that's how they discovered it. Like they do with many drugs. They just shift the use of them pancreatic cancer drug chemo. And they found that it cleared up people's cystic acne. So I used it twice in college, um, basically destroys a lot of your brain, um, sometimes permanently. So I'm working around that. It really hurts your liver. It can hurt your liver as well. Correct. Yeah. Big time. And, and your skin turns dry. Talk about lymphatic stagnation. So I went into getting breast implants with already a lot of those things that were underneath my belt and in my cells that Western medicine doesn't address as the problem. Cause they don't go to the roots. They look at the surface and then they work at the, at the, the reason I call my, my program also chi is, is it's called the chi of life, which you are a big, beautiful tree. And you have these beautiful roots and these roots connect down to the soil of your soul which is to me, if you don't have strong roots, it's hard to reach your branches high up to the sky to connect to God and your real true purpose and to feel like you are limitless. And so 
doctors work at Western medicine doctors, I will say they work at the branch level, they work at the tree level and they glue leaves back on, or they like just trim the leaves, but they're only addressing the symptoms, but not the root cause. So once I started learning the root cause was inside of my body, I started pulling all of them out. So breast implants were one of them. I got them, you know, when I was 31 years old, and then I had immediate symptoms. I had skin rashes everywhere. I had small intestine bacterial overgrowth. My belly was bloated. Um, I was on stage for bikini competition when I thought I was going to do really well. And I got almost dead last. Um, and I was feeling dead on stage with a big bloated belly. Um, I started having a rece receding hairline on my, with my, my, my forehead. Uh, I started getting a lot more acne. Uh, that was when my autoimmune disease got even worse and my thyroid numbers went worse. Um, my inflammatory levels were super high. I became quickly inflamed. So it was like, that's why I call these, these are ticking time bombs because slowly, but surely, but some, for some women immediately, their body has an inflammatory, an autoimmune, usually rooted in autoimmune response. And I call these things the arsonists, they're in there starting the fires. And what we do and what, you know, you talk about is how to move the lymph so that the fire and the flames move out of the body. But then many people aren't addressing why the lymphatics might be stagnant. And that might be because the arsonists are still in there. They're going to keep dropping bombs as long as they're still living in the body. And that also stands for oral infections too. And I had mercury fillings in every single one of my teeth. So I can keep going on and on, but these are all the things that I work to pull out of my body. You know, obviously everyone needs to read your book. We need to make your book available <laughs> on our website right away. And I, obviously we're going to need to have Diane back on because you can see that through, she's such an exemplary of what this industry can do and, and knowing how your body really works and understanding what the blockades are. But here's this woman that was the picture of health for all accounts and purposes in our society and had great parents and great support. But as she mentions, those are not the only places we get influenced. Society influences us. And as much a great parenting as we can do, you know, our kids are at school, they're watching television, they're reading books, they're hearing the undertone that is the constant, um, programming, as she says, which is so true. We are all programmed. And if you don't think you're programmed, uh, come and talk to Diane and I, and we will guarantee you, we will find your programming and get to the bottom of it. Cause I've done the same thing. And when you root down to why you think something, why you're thinking, because this again, so her story, great parenting society was influencing her. She was doing everything she possibly could do what she learned was healthy, working out, being the best, you know, great soccer player, great body, but she was still battling a lot of health symptoms and all of the suppress it, drive it deeper into the body, which is what we both know allopathic suppressive medicine does because your body's trying to talk to you, not trying to get you to shut it up. It's trying to tell you what's going on and it will get louder if it needs to, to the point where it got so loud, she wanted to die. And she was getting worse and worse, even though she looked really healthy. And in order to uncover what was going on, she handled the physical body. She really uncovered why society and influences affected her to make decisions that were against what she knew in her heart of hearts to be not right. Yes. That's so right. true. It and, is very true. It like listening to your story, it exemplifies what so many people, everybody let's, I mean, I hate making generalizations, but let's just say 96% of the women who don't love themselves are the 96% of the women that get played by these programs. Don't understand why we're motivated to do the certain things that we know are against our instinct. We know aren't healthy for us. We put ourselves last. Typically this was the old version of the woman, not the 2021 version that Diane and I, and so many of our other colleagues and friends are bringing to the surface because we've done the work and we want to help you do that same work and clean up your life so you can thrive. And she's got so many, um, what are those called when you put F L Y and C H I L Oh, acronyms. acronyms. I, I love you. the acronyms. Yeah. Yes, she's, I, she's acronym queen. I am an allergy queen. She's <laughs> acronym queen. It helps me remember things like it's the great. 10 bars, you know, the 10 prison bars, the programming, it, no, that comes from your parents. It comes from peers. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from your parents, peers, physicians, your partners, and like your love partner, your position at work, whatever you do for your work, pop culture, which is a, the biggest one for most of us in the beauty industry, the press, 
um, politics, preachers could be like your religion. And then the pedagogy, which is our school system is the whole embodying why we teach what we teach. And, and that's what I call the 10 bars of our self-inflicted prison. In, in the hardest prison to escape is our own mind. And no one can get out of a prison that they don't know that they're in and that they don't realize they're tethered to. And, and I'll tell you right now that unless you understand that programming and the prison bar that you're attached to and that you're motivated by that ego part, you can think habitually all day long. I'm going to change my habits. I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to change my beauty care routine. I'm going to take my breast implants out. I'm going to not do Botox anymore. I'm going to divorce that person but you will never get better if that broken belief is still festering inside of you that, that you don't yet understand that you get something out of being that way, that you, you get, you get, there's a response that you've been conditioned to get for being a certain way. And that could be chemical too. Like a lot of us have really low functioning adrenals and thyroid, which they go hand in hand. So they both crash together. They both need to be treated together. So if you're on Synthroid, but not, or also not working on your adrenals at the same time, then you're all, your thyroid's going to fail because it's pulling and towing the, the work of the adrenals. But the reason I say that is because we're so low energy, we're super toxic, we're super sluggish. And, and you can't just change those because the broken belief is a thing that is driving your cells to be in an acidic environment. And as long as that cells in an acidic environment, you can't soak in the good stuff. As long as you're attacking yourself is not the definition of an autoimmune attack, attack on self. And if you're attacking yourself mentally with your mind, which is 90% of our thoughts are self-sabotaging and limiting beliefs and on repeat, you're never going to get out of that prison. And that, 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 that habitual mindset that keeps you in stress is also the thing that's giving you adrenaline. It's giving you energy. So if we just change a broken belief, but we also don't restore and repair your hormones and your cells integrity, then you're going to say, well, I'm now I'm tired. We could literally do a show on what you just said in last <laughs> yeah. like 45 minutes, because that's the sympathetic overload that everybody yes. that self-talk. And that's the mammalian brain that's keeping everybody instinctually surviving, which is great. The problem is that once we get out of what keeps us in safe mode when we're 10 is not the same what keeps us in safe mode when we're 20 and we know Great better point. or 30 when we when we know better and when we realize these programming and these belief systems and I would challenge every single person listening to this to please investigate what your belief systems are and how deep they run the mm -hmm. judgment the self-judgment I thought I had passed that long ago I had eating disorders when I grew up it wasn't any classic like oh she's anorexic bulimic she just ate really shitty food and when she ate it she ate a ton of it and then throw it up kind of situation or didn't eat like that was my my two ways and it was a disorder of eating. You can call it whatever it was. Then I got so healthy, I got into orthorexia, right? Where I'm only gonna eat exactly what I should and all whatever. Well, that's another level of inflexibility and another level of illness. And I love like Ben Azadi and Mindy Pelz and all these wonderful practitioners that are teaching flexibility with ketosis, for instance, and getting the body to be in a, in a biological state that allows your body to heal, but not forcing your body like it needs to be in deprivation mode all the time and needs to be fasting because that is so unhealthy you need to allow the body to nourish itself and again my point is that oh my god there's so much here diane literally like yeah for for people they to unpack the depth so during covid I really thought I had stopped judging others. I thought I'd just stopped judging myself. And those that have worked with me for 17 years, there's lots of people laughing right now. Oh, really? You didn't judge me, Kelly? Really? Because when I walked in with my Coca-Cola, you sure had a thing to say about it. When I walked in with my Wawa bag, you sure had a thing to say about it. I've really gotten to the point where I judge much less because I don't judge myself as well. Nailed as it. Much. Nailed it. That's it. But I realized the depth of it during COVID during my podcast as I'm putting my podcast out there as I'm doing things and how much I'm judging myself, how much I want to do it better and la la la. And I realized the depth that my language was not only judging myself, was judging my son, was judging my patients, was judging my employees. And I literally was like, oh my God, I don't want to judge another person. And I made that my mantra for seven months. Like mm. no more judging self, no more judging others. That's why I am adamant when you said that earlier, like without judgment, just look at your belief system. Don't judge them because you can't work on them from a judgment place because- yeah they're not, you just authentically look at it and go, wow, okay, that's it. And now I need to move through it. Or and in savior place. 
you know, what? I think that, the, the, so, you know, that what you're saying right there is judging. There's a, there's a part, it's like a light side and shadow side. Nothing is inherently bad. That is only a judgment of the ego. Yes. Right. Yes. And so there's a light side and shadow side. So I do believe Kelly, that you're, there was a part of you for perhaps the perfectionist, but also, um, the, 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 the savior in you that wanted to help people, you truly have a desire to help people. And yet, where does that come from? So like, what needs do you get met by being that? Right. And, and so what purpose do you need to fulfill for that to happen? So we all need to judge it's healthy. So when people say, Oh, not to judge, but, or not that I'm judging or like, I'm not judgmental. I'm like, BS, we have to be to survive. We have to judge. Is this a person that I want in my life or not? We have to judge everything. The, the shadow side of judgment is that usually it comes from a savior complex. It comes from needing to matter by helping people rather than helping people to help themselves. So it's not that we ever are not judgmental. We just free ourselves from the shame mm. about being a judger and how we judge and how we show up when we judge. Because I think I can say like a part of me right now, Kelly is judging you that you this, this, and this. But what I'm curious about is what does that say about how I think of me? Because I'm not judging you. I can never judge you. I only can judge my experience of you, which is a reflection of my experience of myself. Amen, sister. Hit rewind. Listen to that again. Listen to her say that 17 more times. (laughs) That is gold right there. I'm never judging anybody else. I'm only judging myself within what that means through my own filters for them. And, and that is beautiful. And that is the belief system that we need, that we can all unpack. Not that we're saying you should do anything. What we have found through our journeys is very much alike. We cleaned up the physical body. We made sure that we were not having our toxins come in yet. What we continue to do to thrive, to look younger, feel younger and more flexible every single year. Do you not feel that? Oh my God. Every year it gets better. Kelly, like I'm, I'm living my own dream life now, but I had to walk through my own fires. Like right now I'm living my Phoenix life and I'm living in Phoenix and Sedona, both in Arizona. We have to burn this crap down. We have to burn down these broken beliefs and we have to be willing to let them all go. The fear of the unknown. We have to walk into the fear of the unknown and be comfortable with not knowing what's around the corner and just go, you know what? Let go, let God, whatever that looks like for you. Because when I let go and let God, and what I see in all of my clients that let go and let God is on the other side is the light. It is the other side is the love is the other side is the liberation. For me, I'm living in Sedona. I met my cowboy, the one I've been in search for since I was 13 years old. I'm in the most abundant relationship with myself. I have these beautiful breasts that I can grab with my hands and they're not so big that they're flailing into my armpits and, and blocking my lymphatics. I live in Sedona. I live in this, I'm looking at Thunder Mountain. I, I, I love the work that I do in my practice with my clients. I'm free because I don't put pressure on myself to fix other people. I'm helping them heal themselves. What kind of liberation is that? Just to say, I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to love you while you fix whatever parts that you feel are broken. That's awesome. And I'm so happy for you to see yourself. And to give yourself that life that we all deserve, you know, we, we all deserve abundance and prosperity. And, to, and so let me just quickly ask you, and I know we've run a little bit longer today, but it takes a lot of courage, right? And to let go, let God, that means so many things to so many people. Can you unpack courage for a minute? Yes. And yes. Yes. Looks like what that takes. Yes. So I always say that we must start with curiosity. If you can open the door to be curious about what's on the other side, then the answers will reveal themselves. But just like a little kid, if we're afraid of something, it's because we feel like we're being judged or we feel unsafe with it. So we must approach everything with curiosity so that the answers, the, the root cause issues, the, the broken beliefs, the fear will show up, right? Then it shows up and with courage, we can then begin to heal it. So I say, when you have courage, your fog, your fears, your fatigue and frustration will fall away over time, not overnight. So courage stands for curiosity, optimism, 
unity, resiliency, authenticity, gratitude, and empathy. And I call this the freedom formula to maximize your passion, power, and purpose. When you have the courage to be curious about why you got sick in the first place and what's in the things that feed your temples, like what's in my food, what's in my personal care products, what is in my mind, and just getting curious about it instead of critical about it. Like I should have known better. And this is what women do. This is what we all do is we beat ourselves up that we should have done it differently. Anytime you hear the word should, stop. Just stop. Wait a second. Why am I shutting all over myself? Okay, here you here we are. So that's just being curious. Okay, where did that should come from? Where did I learn that rule? You know, and then maybe you realize, oh my God, I'm having a conversation with my mom. And I realized I got that rule from her. And then the moment I start to try to shift it and, and heal it, she's like, no, no, you should be, you should believe this way. There it is. There's the shame. That's why you've been compliant your whole life to that one rule right there, because you would have maybe lost your allegiance and alliance in the family from which you came from. You might lose your mother if you don't believe what she believes. So you just start to just get curious about it, right? Like, where did this come from? Where, where did I, okay, I got programmed somewhere. Um, and then unity within all of your parts so that you become whole, holistic, the greatest healing work that you'll ever do for the world starts within you. So many people come to me, they're like, I want to heal the world. I want to help people. I'm like, no, 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 no. You do not start healing anybody until you commit yourself to a life's path of healing yourself within. And it doesn't stop. It never stops. And then resiliency to bounce back from your falls. I call them fail forwards and your setbacks. And then asking, oh, okay, what am I here to learn from these fall forwards? these fail forwards. It's not something to, to, to lash yourself and whip yourself with. It's something to celebrate. Oh, I learned what doesn't work. Cool. And then authenticity is something we started this whole show with, like just being you feeling safe in your bodies and in this world to show up as you are unapologetically wrinkles and all that is the hardest thing for so many people today to show up imperfect, but imperfect is a in an unfulfilling prophecy. And it's a toxic traumatic treadmill that you'll never get off of. And I mean, never. And I say that word intentionally never until you can celebrate that treadmill. She's got a lot of alliteration (laughs) experience. They're fun. I'm enjoying being celebrated by you by the things that I find the most fun. (laughs) Toxic. Say that one more time. Toxic. The toxic and traumatic treadmill. Traumatic treadmill. And, and you'll, you're never going to get off of it. Those are the two top things yeah. that, that are contaminating all of our bodies is toxins and trauma. And then having gratitude for everything. And I mean, everything is, you know, but especially the lessons that we've learned from the toxic and traumatic choices that we've made when we did not know better. So women beat themselves up. They beat themselves up and wonder, oh, it's just my hormones. I'm just getting older. It's just my genes. It's just something else. No, it's you sister. And it's not you because you're wrong, you're bad. You've just, just like a computer, someone has installed the wrong software on you. And now all we have to do is a disc defrag and get it the hell out of your body and out of your mind, right? Then you can start to heal. So it's gratitude for everything. And, everything. And I love it. Keep going. I have so and many to say, but keep going. Yeah. If you can shift one thought, and I talked about this earlier, if you can shift one thought that, Everything that comes to you is for your awakening. Mm -hmm. Nothing is an accident. It's all chosen by source to move through and express from you. So what if mistakes are never you doing anything wrong, but rather simply painful lessons for us to learn from? So pain is your greatest teacher. It's here to wake you up, not to bring you to the doctor, to put you more asleep with the numbing devices that they prescribed. Although I'm not saying don't ever take medication. I'm just saying that they've been taught to numb, not how to invite and be curious about. And then the last one is empathy and empathy for yourself and, and all of the parts that feel shame or guilt or fear for not being enough and just holding space for them, holding them holding your breasts, holding your legs, your thighs, the things that you have shamed for not being what society or pop culture tells you to be and holding space until they believe that they're beautiful, that they're, that they're okay to be as they are. 
and then using that to empower everybody around you, because it doesn't take a perfect body or a beautiful flowy dress or, you know, perfect makeup or permanent lines or, you know, frown wrinkles numbed out. It doesn't take that. That's not what it takes. People can feel you. They can look at you and judge you, but they can, they can feel you and be inspired by your presence. Just think about the people who inspire you in your life. And what is it about them that is so infectious? Another word we got to maybe change, right? Kelly. That's yeah. <laughs> so overwhelmingly amazing that we just want more of it. We'll come up with something else, but yeah. Yeah. Abundant, right? It's just, Abundant. It's, it's natural beauty. You know, it's, can we, do we look at a tree or a flower and say, oh God, do you have a petal missing? And it's like, not perfect. We look at the petal and we go, wow, that flower shows up and she, and she opens up every day and she shares her nectar and her beautiful abundance. And she shares her pollen with the world, no matter what the, the flower next to it says, it just shows up and it's in perfectly perfect status. Can we be inspired by nature instead of destroying it? can we be? And the only way this world can turn itself around and regenerate the soil is when we regenerate our own. So the home that we live in, our temple is how we can save the world around us because this earth is our home. And the reason this earth is so sick is because we are. Like mic drop. Thank you. That those words are profound, inspiring, and I pray that this creates an abundance of resource out there for people that they continue to listen to this over and over and share it because your words are beyond wise and, and your journey is beyond beautiful. And the fact that what you said is so true, we can never be done. And I don't want to be done because no. it gets better every freaking year, you guys. No joke. Like, and, and I care less about what I look like each year. I care less about all of it. I am just having so much fun in my life, expressing my life, expressing everything, every wrinkle that shows up. I glorify, I think I'm praying that I'm in perimenopause right now. The last six months, my period's been a little wacky and my husband are like celebrating the fact that I might be actually in perimenopause. And really the only symptom is I'm not getting my cycle on, on, on track. Like that's the symptom. You know, we, we know when we take a lot of pregnancy tests that there might be something going on because we're stressed because we don't do anything to prevent it. But this is a, this should be glorified in our lives. Not like, oh, now she's in menopause. She's not going to have as much estrogen and da, 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 da. It's like, I get to finally like really thrive and really enjoy that version of me, that part of me. And wherever we're at, we need to celebrate that because that is who we are. And it doesn't matter if we have, you know, it, it's interesting from a physical beauty perspective, because you are a very beautiful woman, right? And I'm sure that at times, you know, on, on a physical beauty from looking at magazines and, you know, all of that. Yet, Diane, I got to say that from the very first conversation we had, it was not on the, it was not on Zoom, it was over the phone. Mm -hmm. And I felt your beauty over the phone. I felt your authenticity over the phone. And I feel it from you when I talk to you. I feel that light energy. And I can almost guarantee you that if we see pictures of you when you're 22 and pictures of you now at 42, that you are much more beautiful on the outside than you were then because your beauty comes from the inside out. And what you said is so true. And what COVID has taught us is that when we can focus in on ourselves and we go inside Physically, we all went inside, but imagine if we had all gone in emotionally inside as well. But when we physically went inside, the whole world healed. Literally within days, we saw life forms regenerate. We saw oceans healing, you know, and all of these things. They're never, we now make mistakes. It's all a beautiful oops. My son is eight. He has this amazing book called The Beautiful Oops. And it's how we can take anything from a stain of a cup of coffee and make it a beautiful um, piece of artwork, or it's a crumbled up piece of paper that we make an elephant, we make a toy out of it, whatever it is. The beautiful oops is what life is. Is. And there are no mistakes. There are no missteps and to enjoy each and every one of them. And therefore we can heal ourselves. And from that point only can you help others find the way and the path because no two paths are exactly alike. Diane and I did not follow the same path, but we got to the same place, which is our home. Mm -hmm. And our home is in the center of our bodies. It's our heart. It's 
beings, our spirits, our love for life, for each other, for the empathy, and for everything that is not the ego, which is our heart and our center. Because that ego is just keeping us in survival mode. And it's a beautiful brain to have, right? It's great to have our mind. And it would be really nice when we can tell our brains what to think rather than just listening. But we got to start with listening. Yes. We got to start slowing down. You know, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, we can do these detoxes and you can do, you know, Kelly's lymphatic suggestions, but as long as we have these beliefs that we don't deserve to feel better or that what I tried before didn't work. So why would this, you know, I've seen so many doctors, I've done all these labs, like, you know, we, we start to get complacent. Broken. Yeah all the things, right? Like, Oh, it's my genes. My body's broken. And we've also not just made these things up. We've heard these from doctors. Like I I heard some nasty things said to a lot of clients I'm working with right now. Like, well, you're not going to be walking in 10 years. Like, uh, excuse me. It's none of your business to tell me what my future looks like. Thanks for the hope. Um, and I agree that sometimes doctors, you know, maybe they need to use some of these like reality checks. Like if, if we don't address this right now, then you're not going to, okay, well then, you know, I'm going to take this healing seriously. And then someone would say, thank God that doctor told me that I need to pull my head out of my whatever, you know? Um, but really we talk so much about finding your center, find your center, find your center. But as long as you're blocking yourself from your heart, you can't find home because there, there is no compass there. So the the center is your heart. Many of us have also been taught that it's seductive to feel love because it means that we're open and vulnerable and subject to hurt. And that last thing I'll say here is that what do we, how do we define love? And I used to have a story that love meant pain because And yes, in my childhood, I did have a not so good relationship with my mom and it meant fighting and it meant shame and it meant guilt and it meant me running away. So I learned to run away from half of me, which is what I learned from my mother. So I had to reparent myself as a a more compassionate, loving mother. Am I perfect now? No, I still get in fights with my partner. I still get in fights with myself. I still have cysts burst on my ovaries, you know, but it's just your body talking. So you listen to it and like Kelly said, it's, 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 it's never ending, but I, I don't, I would never want it to end either. So just for some hope that once you open this door and once you become your own Alice in Wonderland and follow the rabbits and go down the different holes, that's the only place that you can build confidence. That is the only place is by taking the unknown journey and realizing that you and only you can save yourself and can heal yourself. And when you do it over and over, it's like building a muscle. And when you build a muscle, then you go, okay. And you're not afraid of that next hole, that next roadblock, that next thing that gets thrown in your face. That's like a, oh God. Okay. And that's a new surprise. You're no longer the victim of things being thrown on the path that you're, that you're traveling. You go, okay, I can go around this one or I can hurdle it. And you just develop confidence and you become more resourceful because you're committed to your awakening and your healing. And that's why she is the warrior that she is, the courageous warrior that she is, to help everybody find their own inner warrior and reconnect with that. And we're so thankful, truly, the beats of the beats with Kelly Kennedy is all about finding that inner healing, that inner wisdom that we all have. And you, I think, have exemplified that so well today, Diane, and I appreciate your time, your energy, your passion, your devotion It's not Mm -hmm. love. You are truly devoted to this mission to help others find the glory that we have both found and are so excited to share you with my, with my community. I pray that they share you with their community and we get more people understanding their inner warrior. So there's lots of ways to find Diane more than one, which is awesome. Diane, do you want to give the easiest way for them to find you? Yeah. You can go to my website and, uh, which is Diane Kayser and it's spelled funky. So it's D I A N E K A Z like zebra ER.com. Um, Kelly will have some links that she'll put in the show notes for you guys that are special invites to things that I have going on, um, and different bonuses. I also have a, you know, what, how toxic are you, you know, so you can just get an idea of how your symptoms might correlate to toxins. And I'll tell you right now, hundred percent of the time it's toxins. 
So go take that quiz. It's a great way to understand, you know, what level of toxic load you might be carrying and what to do about it. So, but Kelly has some very special links for you guys. And I'm, I am on social media, but I just don't feel so compelled to hustle to post every single day anymore. You know, I just do it when it feels right. So I'm not out there all the time. And um, and but you read, have a podcast as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cleanse Healing Night podcast. Yeah. I've got two podcasts actually right now, but when you go to my website, you can find, you know, she's access to summits. All. She's got a summit right now. It, there's Diane's out there. She's educating. She's doing, she's doing the work to yeah. help you find the process for you to, un, to undo yours so that you can actually enjoy and thrive through life like we do. And that's all we want for you all to be your own warrior and to help you learn how the body really works. And thank you so much for your time. Thank mm -hmm. you for joining us. We'll definitely have you back on. There's so much information out there about explants. If you know somebody that has implants or has is getting the explant, you've got to find Dalian's work. You help them be supported in this community and realize that their journey has just begun and through it is going to be an amazing journey and developing just like Diane did and continuing to grow. So thank you all for being here on the beats with us and from our heart to yours, we truly do love you and send you our frequency and our energy all day long.